Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our Lexi for today is spiti, spiti, or home. The great debate of house versus home is an easy one to deliberate. A house is a building. A home is where the heart is. Yes, your spiti, or home, houses the love, feelings, memories, and people, which are the walls to shelter you from the storms. In the case of the brick-and-mortar home, if you wish to create a sanctuary which comforts, nourishes, and inspires you, there are 10 things that can add to creating a home environment to your house. Number one, sleeping in your own bed. This one provides a sense of coziness. Number two, family photos worth a thousand words and reminders of the people who we love. Number three, your own spot on the sofa. This one is a sense of, I belong here. Number four, memories. It can be summed up with Dr. Seuss's quote, sometimes you'll never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Number five, a fridge full of food because a full stomach is a happy heart. Number six, a bookshelf filled with your favorite books because the words will jump off the pages to arouse your heart. Number seven, the smell of freshly cooked food. This one signals, I'll be nourished soon. Number eight, freshly washed sheets. They just feel great on the skin and ease the senses. Number nine, the location of your home, because that which is around you will form you. And number 10, natural light. Lots of natural light, because light is bright, hopeful, and encouraging. Spiti, the place where our story begins. This is Kira Moran, President of Kingdom Farms and proud sponsor of Kefi Life. Kingdom Farms provides organic meats, poultry, and fish throughout the USA. Kingdom Farms has been blessed for 52 years with providing the highest quality foods to all our customers. Please contact Kingdom Farms for your culinary needs at www.kingdomfarms.com. Introducing the brand new Quad Pod Podcast Network. We're adding new podcasts every day. Visit qodpod.com and meet our podcasters. That's qodpod.com. Welcome to July, and as we say in Greece, Galomina, or good month to you. Summer, grilling, outdoors, fun in the sun, it's all what awaits us, and we're so excited. July is the national month of grilling, with summer being the best time for outdoor cooking. And I've invited professional chef Dean Eliakastas to join us and help us fire up that grill, share the basics, and of course, talk food preparation good enough for emperors, kings, and queens. Chef Dean, it's great to have you join us. Well, Kiki, it's great to be here. I appreciate you having me on today. Well, you're such an expert. It's our privilege. And I must begin by letting the Kefi Life audience know that your name is a derivative of Emperor Constantine. You have such good stock. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's such a good, strong name. So, Dean, um, welcome. And I would love for you, before we get into the basics of grilling, to share your culinary background with us. Sure. So, you know, I started my culinary career out in uh, Hyde Park, New York, 
Uh, I went to Culinary Institute of America, uh, worked out in New York for a few years, came back to Chicago back in 1995, worked at Marche down on Randolph Street, uh, Rivers Restaurant and the Mercantile Exchange Building, Carmichael Steakhouse, Capitol Grill. Um, I had a venture uh, with a good friend of mine uh, with Real Urban Barbecue for a handful of years. Uh, so after 30 years in the private sector, I decided to... Uh, slow down a little bit. So now I'm a program coordinator and culinary instructor at Moraine Valley Community College uh, for their culinary arts program. Wow, lucky students. You have, yes. uh, you, you've got some great experience and experience with cooking meats and proteins. And uh, uh, by the way, I love Capital Grill. They've got some delicious food. Yes, they do. So Dean, when did your love of the culinary arts begin? Or like, what would you say you can attribute your love of cooking to? You know, really my heritage, definitely my upbringing. Um, I think just, you know, that, that Greek heritage, you know, my father was from Greece. Uh, my mother was first generation here. And our entire existence, being Greek in a household, is family, food, and religion. Those are, <laughs> those are the three, right? That is the holy, you know. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yes. Amen. So, you know, did I know when I was a kid, this is what I want to do? Absolutely not. You know, this stemmed from my mom, my grandmother, you know, my aunts, my uncles, because when it came to holidays or just in general, we had to be in the kitchen. We had to help cook. Um, and just that whole hospitality feel when you were invited into our home, that was us taking care of you. And it's the same thing in the restaurants. You know, when you walk into our restaurant, you know, you're in our home and we're here to take care of you. So and it definitely started from birth. That's for sure. That first lamb chop that I ate. <laughs> oh, you're making me hungry. So let's dive into our summer cooking series. We'll learn about grilling basics, things to know about steaks, fish, and also uncover some flavor profiles. Let's start with the, the basics of grilling for those who are going to be using their grill this summer. Sure. Well, first and foremost, you have to start with a clean grill, right? I mean, you hear a lot of, you know, tales where I don't brush it. I don't clean it. I just, you know, it builds flavor. Well, it doesn't really build flavor. Um, that's number one. Preheat your grill. Allow it to get to at least 500 degrees Fahrenheit. And then you're going to start to scrape it, right? You know, just with a, you know, a brush of some sort, you know, made for, you know, the grills. Um, and then you want to oil the grates. You know, number one, you're going to get any residue off there. But no different than when we cook in a kitchen, right? We heat up the saute pan. We put a little bit of oil in there. Why? Because we don't want our, our fruits, our vegetables, our proteins to stick on the grill. So it is, it is vital that we heat up our grill, we scrape our grill, and then we're going to oil our grates. Okay. What, which kind of oil do we use for that? You know, just, you know, don't use olive oil. You know, everyone asks me, should I use olive oil? No. <laughs> it's <laughs> too expensive. expensive. Just yeah. like a vegetable oil corn. It's, it's going to have absolutely nothing to do with the flavor of your food. Okay. Um, it's all about kind of sealing those grates, oiling those grates. So this way your food does not physically stick to it. Plus you're getting any residue that's off of there. Let's say we were cooking fish the night before, and now you want to cook ch chicken or steaks after that. You don't want that transfer of flavor, you know? So that's the whole purpose why we want to burn all that off. So we definitely heat it up, scrape it, definitely get a good coat of oil on there, but you got to make sure your drip pan too is nice and clean because whatever protein or marinades that may be dripping down on that pan, we don't want that big flare-up going on. Everybody wants to see the flame, but if that flame is hitting your meat, all it's doing is burning the oil. Sometimes you get that little bit of black soot on there, right? When right. you get 
that flame, you know, that, that flare up, that's something you don't want. That's definitely something you don't want. So you definitely want a clean grill, most never, importantly, before you start anything. Never knew that about the oil. That's a great tip. What about, have you ever used foil on the grill? Um, you, you know, I haven't. Um, you know, I, I know some people do, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm not a, not a fan of it. I like kind of that open flame, that, that direct heat, you know, it, because it's all time and temperature. You know, when you, when you look at it, you know, do we go indirect? Do we go direct? You know, depending on what you're doing, do you have, you know, solid fuel, you know, a lot of us are either, either have a three burner or a four burner or a six burner. So controlling your heat, you know, that that's probably the most important having that, that foil on there you know, stops that flare up, you know, but then it's just sitting in a pool of oil or whatever it may be. So it kind of defeats the purpose a little bit, the whole purpose of grilling. In my eyes, control your heat, understand your time and temperature, depending on what you're cooking. Direct heat is obviously the flames directly underneath. Indirect is moving it to a cooler spot, either a second level or to the right or to the left, wherever you, you know, decide to put it just so it can continue to cook, but it cooks at a slower time frame. So this way your meat, obviously, or your, whatever protein you're using isn't getting overcooked. Great to know. All right. Is there a big no-no in grilling something that you see people do that they should not do? You know, you got to be maintaining your temperature, understanding your flame. That's probably the most key thing. You know, we use a lot of marinations right in the kitchen, you know, fresh herb marinade, a lot of olive oil, whatever it may be. The problem is now if you take that and you put that directly on the grill and you got all this oil and what's it going to do? All it's going to do is just going to flare up. Maintain your temperature, understand your temperature, understand what you're cooking. You know, we call, you know, tame the flame, as we would say. Okay. <laughs> you know? So because ultimately, what are we trying to do when we grill? We want to get that caramelization. You know, we want to, you know, when you go to a steakhouse and, you know, it's going in a 1500 degree broiler, we don't have 1500 degree broilers at home. So, but we, we're trying to, you know, get that same taste and that same look and, you know, the whole profile, the same, but on our, you know, home grills. That's the main thing is understanding the temperature, understanding the flame and being able to control it. You know, when to have that direct heat, when to pull it off, careful with, you know, marinations, because if it's dripping with oil and now you're putting on your grill, now you're getting that big flare up and, you know, it's just, a it's not a desired taste whatsoever. What about tools? Are there any that like top three or some tools that you think we need? Uh, my, my favorite is a, just a good pair of tongs. That That is my favorite. And, you know, a good fish spatula too, you know, wouldn't hurt also. You know, I use tongs for everything. I use tongs for fish, chicken, beef, it doesn't matter. I use tongs for everything. In our, in our remaining moments, we have like about a minute and a half left, Dean, until we go to the next episode. Um, the first question is, can you put two different types of meats on the grill, like a chicken and a fish? And what's in your fridge? <laughs> <laughs> you could definitely put chicken, fish, uh, shrimp, lobster, whatever you want on the grill. In my fridge, oh, a lot of fresh herbs, uh, fresh vegetables, fruits. Um, I love simplicity. I love allowing the natural flavor of that asparagus, that tomato, whatever it may be, that zucchini eggplant, I want to taste the, the natural flavor of that, whatever that particular product may be. Which is what we're going to pick up on the next episode. I'd like to talk to you about how you prepare your steaks, your fish, your chickens, et cetera. Um, and I'd also like to say to you in the meantime, happy 4th of July coming up here in a few days. Happy 4th of July to you too. 
Okay. We'll talk to you next week when we uh, continue our conversation with Chef Dean, and we will be finding out how to marinate a steak, a fish, and he'll maybe give us a secret recipe. Have a great day. Thanks, Kiki. Bye-bye now. Bye. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. This Ola Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. Ah, rosemary. Or as we say in the Greek language, dendrolivano, a Mediterranean majestic gift of the earth. Rosemary, used in several forms such as oil or dry plant, derives from the evergreen aromatic shrub of the mint family. While it's native to Europe, it can be found globally and here in the United States, even in Home Depot. Seriously, while you can purchase a small rosemary bush from Home Depot, you can also grow rosemary in your garden this spring or buy it now in small individual pieces at the food market. However, the magic of rosemary extends beyond the branch. Personally, I mostly use rosemary in essential oil form. For the past four years, I've been adding rosemary oil loaded with anti-inflammatory compounds to my bath as a way to reduce inflammation and relieve muscle aches. My lower back and thighs are achy. Adding four drops of rosemary oil to my body soak will do several things. Number one, boost immunity safely and naturally. Number two, it'll increase my blood circulation. And number three, rosemary provides me instant relief, especially when I add two cups of Dr. Teal's Epsom salts to my bath. In the case of my husband, he loves to smell a live branch of rosemary, thus his purchase last summer of a rosemary bush for our backyard. What a joy rosemary was for the summer months when we would pick off small branches and take whiffs of the rosemary leaves. Inhale, the invigorating aroma would give us something to share, something to give us relief, and something beautiful to naturally gaze at during our outdoor meals. The rosemary aroma has so many health benefits in the cognitive realm as it improves memory, strengthens the mind, and it's energetically and emotionally uplifting when you inhale it from steamed water. Vendrolivano, or rosemary, an essential herb for your bathroom and kitchen to create hola cala moments. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com, at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.